This is Randomosity, Toledo's only vinyl radio show. My name is Dr. J. Thomas, celebrating Black History Month this month, bringing you this week part two of our special profile on the life and career of Rick James. And you might remember him from the Dave Chappelle show for Charlie Murphy's True Hollywood Stories and the story of Rick James and... Yes, I promise we will talk about that. I can assure you of that. We might even play a clip or two if we have time. Right now, though, going back to the early 1980s, we closed last week with Street Songs. This week, getting things kicked off with his 1982 release, Throwing Down. This is Song 1, Side 1, Dance With Me Baby. We'll be back in two. This is Randomosity. Welcome to the program. Over a dance with you When I'm dancing with you, baby, now. 
Some of you who may not know may be asking yourself, man, who's that group? I love them. That's the Temptations. Rick James himself, as well as Barry Gordy, and the man otherwise known as Smokey Robinson, responsible for helping to resurrect and bring back the Temptations in the early 1980s from their album Reunion. That's Standing on the Top. 
right here on Randomosity, Toledo's only vinyl radio show, profiling Rick James this week, part two of our series on the man. And Rick James not only was responsible for helping to resurrect the temptations, as we spoke about last week, helped bring us Tina Marie and somebody else that he was responsible for bringing us. And hip hop was starting to come into its own in the early 1980s. It was still a street thing, but it was starting to become more widely known what is this thing called rap what is it you know people didn't think it was music there were some people that still to this day do not believe that rap or hip-hop is music rick james himself was even quoted as saying that he believed that hip-hop while it may not be traditional music is an art form i I define rap as 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 yes as as an as an art form um some of it i heard isn't very musical at all but as art form, yes. I mean, some, well, I, it, it I, is something someone's doing that's creative. But to say musical, there are a lot of great rappers out there who are doing great musical things. Then there are a lot of them out there who are doing not so great musical things. Okay. Then there are a lot of them out there who are just doing what we did, sampling and doing things. So it's very, that's a very thin line to define it. Is it musical? Mm-hmm. Is it art? Yes. Is it good? Yes. Is some of it bad? Yes. Of course. But is it very musical? Hey, that's... It's a hard question. From his 1983 album, Cold Blooded, his seventh for Motown, this is Pimp the Simp, featuring Grandmaster Flash on Randomosity. Say, girl, what's happening, baby? You know you're sitting on a gold mine. You need to follow me. Could make lots of money, and of course I could dress and dress and be the funniest. Mary chose a pimp. He put her on the street. It was no accident. She was found in a hotel suite, face down on the floor, lying in her underwear. No one even cried, and no one even seemed to care.
Another hole who just been burned Oh, Mary had a pimp has been spent inside Rick James' recording studio. The pair planned to produce Murphy's first singing single. Their plans were helped when the area was hit with the worst snowstorm of the year. We've been snowed in for four days. I have not left the house since I got here. Being confined to the studio actually helped the duo all but complete the new 45, entitled Party All the Time. to award-winning punk-funk king Rick James was to find Eddie Murphy's style. Well, he's got his own style. He has his own sound. I mean, um, he has a very pleasant... I mean, it's like a, you know, it's almost like a kid singing, you know? I mean, he's, he's only 22 anyway, so that, that, that usefulness is still in his voice, you know? That... Murphy is as excited as Slick Rick about the sound they've developed. Did you ever envision the sound that's coming out of the speakers I didn't now? think it would come out like that. But, uh, I was scared when we first came here, but now I'm like this. You hear the record? <laughs> In Buffalo, John Bowman reporting. This is randomosity.
I think we really got to come over here a little more into the light, all right? Jojo, I'm going to ask you to please introduce me to your colleagues here. First, before I do that, I have a message from Rick. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm in trouble already. A message from our leader. What does he say? He told me to give you his love. Yes. Him and Stone City Band, and he's sorry that he couldn't be here. And he told me to give you a big hug. Oh. Wait a minute. <laughs> e equal time. <laughs> I said I felt like Richard Dawson and Family Feud here. Now start me off with everybody. This is Sherry with the polka dots. Hello, Sherry. I'm fine, how are you? You can do the next introduction. Well, Dick, I want to introduce you no, to... No, no, don't skip, because if you go all the way to the end, the cameraman will go crazy. Who's standing next to you? Maxie. <laughs> They're sitting down. The girl I was sitting next to there looked at you and said, she's scary. Now, this is... You're all role-playing. These are all parts you're playing, right? Yes, you have to dance, act, and sing as well. Who's, who's here? This is the sweetest of the Mary Jane girls, Candy. Sweetest of the Mary Jane girls. <laughs> Candy, before you joined the other ladies, what was your background? What, what were you doing? Well, I was with uh, another female group, and I was writing songs, doing a lot of background work in the studios. Maxie, what was your job? What were you doing? I was a model and did cabaret work on the East Coast. Uh-huh. And Sherry, what were you doing? Most of my background was with Broadway musicals in New York. And Jojo? I was a nightclub singer. <laughs> this is a very unusual uh, grouping of people. Has, how long have you been together? Eight months altogether. Have you worked hard? Yes. Where do you do your rehearsal and stuff? In L.A. Now, let me ask you who picks I Can't Rick afford a pair of stockings? I mean, after all, I mean, we're on national television, and here you're in rags, my dear. Who... Who picks out all of this stuff? Um, the whole general concept of the Mary Jane Girls was Rick's idea. 
Do you have any any uh, contributions that you make along the way? To, is is he a macho guy? I mean, can you explore the female mystique with him and tell him what he's doing wrong? No, because he already knows. This is randomosity. Hey boy, would you meet me on the roof tonight? I got a surprise for you.
1985 was a huge year for Rick James as a producer and a writer. He was not only responsible for Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy, but he was also responsible for bringing us a brand new artist on the R&B scene, Val Young. This is If You Should Ever Be Lonely in the Night. The doctor is in.
his album released on May 21st, 1985. That is Glow. 1986, though, brought us an album that is highly sought after by fans now because it's been out of print for so long and it was only available on CD for, uh, I think, a very short amount of time. And it's an album that if it's it's, uh, it's kind of like Garden of Love. It's one of those albums that if you're a fan, you have it. If you're a casual fan, you may not be aware of it. And it was all about waving your freak flag. Today. We, the people of the United States of America, are engaged in the invisible third world war. It's only invisible because we don't see or really want to hear what's going on. The fact of the matter is, there are over 10,000 armed and ready nuclear missiles in the United States alone. Not counting other sites spread strategically across the globe. And it only takes a few hundred to guarantee total destruction. Funk in America. Between MXs, ICBMs, MIRVs, and SLBMs and other missiles, there'll be no day after. And all my children will not be televised today. Why? Because silly little men with power have all gone mad. Maddening, mutually assured destruction for all this funk in America. There'll be no NFL, no CIA, no neckties or apartheid, no Reagans, no machine guns, no Weinbergers, no hamburgers, no rambles of Gorbachev to cheer a fear. This funk in America. And this sporting event will not be televised, so there'll be no scores in this rivalry of democracy and freedom against communism and totalitarianism. This game will only last minutes in the playing field of globe, and in the end, there are no winners at all. Funk in America.
case of a nuclear explosion, place your head between your legs and kiss your goodbye. Face-to-face with Soviet leader Gorbachev in Geneva, both sides challenged each other to stop the arms race. The Soviet news agency TASS says Russia will take counteraction if the U.S. continues to build MX missiles. President Reagan is trying to persuade Congress to allow the Defense Department to spend one and a half billion dollars to produce 21 MX missiles. In Moscow, Soviet leader Gorbachev has announced a new plan for peace and disarmament. U.S. officials told congressional leaders that if the United States did not go forward with the MX, we'd look like a weak puppy to our European allies. Sure, I mean, it, it, you know, there's a lot of music came out and and and, and success for, for you know for Rick and all that other stuff. But um, I mean, it wasn't. I think the the bad times were more than the good times. You know, I learned a lot and I got a lot of good things out of it. But now I'm with Warner Brothers and, I, and, and I'm happier. The whole ambiance of Warner Brothers just makes me happier. It's a, it's a family. It's probably the way Motown used to be. That's what everybody thinks of when they think of Motown, I think. A lot of people that went broke with Motown, man. A lot of people that starved to death. You know, A lot of people that made millions and millions and millions of dollars and, and sold lots of records. And they're on the corners now, you know, picking up bags and cans, you know, and stuff like that. That's, that's not a very pleasant thought, you know. Um, fortunately, I wasn't one of those people. I, I, I very well could have been if, if it was up to Motown, you know. They would love to see me in that situation. They seem to make you just to break you. Rick's latest album for Warner Brothers has already come under scrutiny by the press for its provocative content. But as Rick says, so what? I mean, it's always, you know, somebody's always going to beef about something. You know, they're going to beef, beef about too much sex in a video. They're going to beef about not enough sex in a video. They're going to beef about this. They're going to beef about that. Like you're talking about George Michael's thing, man. You know, um, him having to put an excuse on in front of his video. I mean, this video, I did not make this video for, for sexual content. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be socially responsible, I guess that was the point. They wanted to well, be socially responsible. what the hell is being socially responsible? Well, saying that in this time with AIDS and all of that, that we're not promoting uh, promiscuity. I don't think I promote sexual promiscuity. I promote sexuality, mm-hmm. definitely. Definitely, you know. Uh, I think there's a difference between sexuality and sexual promiscuity, you know. Make all the right moves when I see. 
to do. Your mind, your body, your soul, I will capture. Turn your house so good that you won't have to lose control. Become infatuated for something exotic, erotic, and X-rated. Lucy. and the color cast is on the air now from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. It is Tuesday night, the 21st of July, 1998, and rock star Rick James is back with us tonight. Do you stay in touch with anybody you met in prison? Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple guys that I, that I talk to. Um, believe it or not, I mean, when I was in prison, I basically dealt with the guys who were in there for like 15, 17, 20, 25 years. I mean, most of the guys that I met in prison, I'll say 90... 5% of the guys, 90% of the guys that I met in prison, if they came out right now, they could share, I would break bread with them, and they would be my homies and my friends for mm -hmm. the rest of life. Uh, they taught me a lot of things when I was in prison. A lot of guys pulled me aside because they knew that uh, prison wasn't for me. They knew that that kind of environment wasn't my kind of environment, which is, it's really no one's kind of environment. Right. And a lot of these guys, Tom, they got an incident when they were drunk or they were high, they were defending themselves. And an altercation broke out and they happened to kill someone by accident, which is the same thing that would happen to you. If somebody jumped on you physically, you would protect yourself. Defend yourself. Well, a lot no of question. these things happen no to question. a lot of these guys. And the unfortunate thing about this is that a lot of these guys have been, these guys that I know that I'm speaking of, and uh, that's for you, Bubba, and, and um, Rob Buns, and all the rest of you guys there, that you know, my heart is. Um, a lot of them may never never get out of there, and all they were doing was defending their families or defending themselves. But they taught me a lot. They, t they, they really made me grow up when I was there. Like when you say they taught you stuff. Well, they would pull me aside, and they would be, most of them missed the crack era and, the, and that cocaine type thing. And they would, like, they would come to my cell, and they'd, like, close the door, and they'd sit me down two at a time, and they'd say, look, you know, how the hell can you have millions of dollars 
have a beautiful family, have this great career, and end up in here with us. Yeah. Yeah. What are you? They no. say, what explain you? this to me. And I, crack, crack. They say, crack. What the hell is crack have to do with you being here right now? You should be out there raising your children. You should be out there helping black kids get ahead. You are black. You, we need role models. We need black men to stand up. And I heard all of this kind of dialogue, and this was an everyday thing. And eventually it started to seep I in. I was going to say, did it sink? Yeah. It sank. Yeah, right? it sank. I'll tell you, Rick James was highly regarded and, and uh, I mean, incredibly well respected among the R&B community, especially the hip-hop community. Loved Rick James. And that was no more evident than during the time of The Chappelle Show. I was a huge Rick James fan. That's the first person that I would say, out of all the celebrities that I met, that I was, I was starstruck. We gonna hang out with Rick James tonight, you know what I'm saying? And he comes out the room, and I look at him, and I'm not bullshitting, man. I seen like, like an orange, his aura or whatever, I, I seen it, his orange. <laughs> started kicking it, and he was mad Irish, man, which was, you know, right up my alley. I'm one of the baddest motherfuckers of all time. One of the best singers, one of the best looking motherfuckers you've ever seen. Hold my drink, bitch. He walked into any chick licking the whole side of his face, man. I'm Rick James, bitch. Enjoy yourself. It's really good to see you again, baby. It's good to see you too, baby. And I must admit, you look very.
My name is Dr. Jay Thomas, and this is Randomosity, Toledo's only vinyl radio show celebrating Black History Month. Closing out our salute to the life and legacy of Rick James. Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor has left the office. And for that girl backstage, may make it perfectly clear, never mind who you thought I was, I'm Rick James, bitch.